Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fifty Shades of Frey. We are trialing the well. This is not the trial. This is the new structure of the podcast. So, welcome to the first segment, which is going to be sort of my roundup of the week and just any any sort of announcement or plug or this kind of thing. So yeah, we're going to get straight into it. Um, I will say that I've had a little bit of a slap on the wrist from, and I don't mean this in any uh, insulting way, but the older generation who have started to listen to my podcast. Uh, shout out to Nick and Sarah who have listened. There, Nick's uh, a bloke I work with, and Sarah's the uh, the the boss's better half. Um, and they've said I swear too much. Nick says he really enjoys the podcast, but I swear too much. So, for the sakes of the uh, the older generation, and I don't mean that in any derogatory way, uh, I will try and curb my language as best as possible. So you'll have to give me some feedback. Uh, to how I've done there uh, so yeah thank you for listening taking the time or trying to I apologise about the swearing I will curb it and hopefully it makes your listening experience a little bit better um, so yeah it's also nice to know that uh, I'm sort of slowly branching out to uh, a different sort of age group rather than just my own which is lovely to hear uh, next thing what's been going on yeah so going on to that work's been fairly steady we're yeah we're not quite ready to Get on with the grass season, still growing, things uh, things still in place, still a little bit of maintenance to do, so work's still fairly slow, um, everyday life, fairly slow, as you'd imagine. Uh, I went out yesterday, actually, to play Pokemon Go, that's like the first time I've really been out of the house, that's the first time in a long time where life's kind of felt normal, um, so I went out, there's me and a friend, we went to Cleethorpes, uh, and just like for a walk on the beach and something to play Pokemon, because it was a, a special event day. So we went to do that, and it was really refreshing to see how many people was out there. I mean, it depends how you want to look at it. You could be like, all oh, right, yeah, no one's taking it seriously. And this and but at the end of the day, the government says you can go out of the house and exercise, and I guess that's literally what everyone was doing. Uh, was people running, people walking dogs, this, that, and other. Um, but it just felt really normal and human again to actually see everyone out and about and actually like a bit more of a community. It didn't feel like a ghost town. It's quite nice. Um and even though we are supposed to be in a pandemic or whatever, there didn't seem to be any fear in anyone. I think everyone's kind of was just out and about enjoying what they're doing and sort of getting on with life. And I quite like that. I mean, I understand we have the guidelines and things are in place right now for whatever reason they're in place for. I don't want to go into too much of that. We all have our own ways and all our own thoughts on how this shit could be dealt with or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're not all politicians whether we think that they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, they're doing whatever they're doing, and we kind of have to grin and bear. But like I said, that being said, it was kind of nice to see life sort of resuming as best and normal as it could. Um, there's a few little things I noticed. Like there was ice creams in shop shops open, uh, which I didn't really think needed to be open. I'm not I'm not going to be an absolute Karen about it. Like fair play, it's a business, and they've seen an opportunity to be open there, and they're probably not hurting anyone. At the end of the day, no one's putting a gun to your head and saying, go to the ice cream shop. It's your discretion whether you go and buy an ice cream. So, like, it's your choice to step out of the house and go for that walk or whatever. I mean, I'd like to think it's safe, and anyone who's going out of the house is probably in good health anyway, and you can't be 100% sure. But, um, I don't know, it's, it's nice to see, like, the ice cream shops open, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't really know if that's an, an essential, considering also the time of year and the kind of time frame. So with pandemic and also we're not even in spring yet. We're kind of in winter, but ice cream shops and shit are open. But yeah, um, nice to see. 
nice to see the sort of people trying to get on with life the best they can. I really liked that, and yeah, it was really nice to get out of the house. That was the like the most human I felt uh, in a long time. Like actually being able to go out and do something. Like I say, it wasn't even like I went to a part. Like, I literally did everything I was allowed to do. I literally went outside and I exercised. It was just me and one other person, and we just was with each other. We didn't really come into that like close contact with anyone else. This that and the other. Um, but yeah, just it was really refreshing to get out of the house. So the sooner <laughs> we can all go and do it more freely, the better, really. Um, like I say, I get out of the house and fairly a lot, obviously, for work, and also I can walk about outside my house. But it was nice to actually go somewhere a bit different, and I don't know, just yeah, just almost see human life again for what it is. So, yeah, that was really nice. Um, that's kind of exciting as it's been this weekend. Oh, actually, no, tell a lie. I've got myself some legitimate Pokemon cards. Uh, for the first time in many years. Obviously, if you've been following me on Instagram and stuff, you'll know I've been absolutely hammering the uh, replica cards, the fake cards, because real cards are as rare as rocking horse shit to get hold of at the minute. So I've done madness and got myself a few packs. So I'm absolutely buzzing to open them. Um, but yeah, I think that's about as exciting as it gets. So yes, yeah, so that sums it up really. The excitement of my life so far in 2021 has been getting myself some Pokemon cards and being able to go out the house and play Pokemon. So yeah, you uh, you know it's a you know it's a fairly tough year when that's your highlight. But um, moving forward, I think with being the 21st, um, that it's my good friend and dear friend Tamwa's birthday today. So whenever you hear this, Tamwa, happy birthday for today. Uh, I love you lots and miss you lots. Uh, we will be celebrating in epic style when we can, me old boy. Uh, but yeah, hope you have a good one. Hope Paul looks after you. Hope she treats you nice uh, and all that business. And also, if it's not your birthday today, even though I'm fairly certain it is, uh, this is a happy birthday coupon that you can redeem on a day of your choice. So if I've got the date wrong, scrap that. This is me saying happy birthday for whatever day your actual your birthday's on, but I'm fairly certain it's this one. I've always gone on the gist that you're uh, a few days older than me. Was it six or seven days older than me? Yeah, you'd be seven days older than me, I think. So that's what I've gone off. Um, I'm sure we had this discussion that it's the 21st. But anyway, if it's not, I apologise for getting it wrong. You'll have to educate me. But if it is, happy birthday. Um, yeah, send, sending my love to, to you. So, yeah. Let's get into the topic. Um, last week's topic was obviously not to everyone's tastes because not everyone is as bothered about Instagram and uh, that kind of thing as everyone else. Uh, so the topic of content and then creative content, me basically not going off, but um, sort of breaking down my thoughts on what people actually put out on the internet and is it actually like damaging or tarnishing for genuine creative people when they kind of have to fight through the masses of sort of not unnecessary nudity or like exposure but like yeah people putting stuff on the internet that isn't necessarily in good taste just because they know it reaps uh likes and shit so fast so um yeah that was kind of that obviously i've had not bad feedback but a lot of people said it wasn't their favorite 
topic I've done, which I absolutely understand. Like I said, it was a topic that I wanted to talk about, felt compelled to talk about with me being in quite a creative space at the minute. Uh, I really understand that it's not for everyone. So kind of apologies if it, that the that episode wasn't in your tastes for the week. Um, I do try, I will try and keep it balanced. And this is my point of please get in touch. Don't just listen to the podcast. Please tell me what you'd actually like to hear about. Uh, and then we can sort of mould and ma- at least make sure I get an episode, even if it's just specifically for you. Like, say, if Matty came to me and was like, oh, could you talk about this for a week? And no one else really was interested. I would still do it for Matty and then say, like, Nick at work was like, oh, actually, what do you think about this? I'd love to know. And if it wasn't a topic for everyone, I would still do it for the sake of that one listener because that's kind of what this is. I don't really mind if... 100 people listen and only one person's influenced because I've still managed to influence one person uh, and that's kind of where I'm going so like, I do want to say sorry if it wasn't quite to your taste or you weren't as into it as maybe other topics but like I say it's going to fluctuate week to week I'm hoping on a whole I don't know 8 out of 10 is going to be to your taste and maybe a couple aren't but stay uh, stay with me and like I say keep moulding it with me tell me what you want to hear that kind of thing so Going off that, we're gonna. I've had a lot of good feedback about the stories. People like the funny holiday stories, and then the Q and A. I think people quite liked as well because it is quite nice and intricate to know a bit more about a person. Um, I was kind of holding off on this topic. I was gonna do it for the special ten, the tenth episode, kind of like a bit like the Q and A was like the special one for the five. Um, but I've also thought like that's we're on eight now, so that's two weeks ago, two weeks away. So that's March. So we don't really know what might happen between that time frame, but I kind of want to get the old stuff out of the way in a way. So, like this, this episode spoiler is going to be kind of like me from a youngster to now, and sort of key defining moments in my life. It might sound inspirational, but I'm hoping it's basically kind of give you an insight of how much of a little twat I was, and how much of I am still a little twat, just a little bit older kind of thing. Uh, just like feel good people people have liked the story element of it so i'm gonna kind of yeah i have got i think <laughs> i think i've got some funny ones for you so we're gonna get that out of the way so like my 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 th- trail of thought is gonna be obviously then on as weeks progress i don't have to worry so much about i can sort of take it week by week and talk about the relevant things if i quickly get this kind of thing out of the way now then it's out of the way. Plus, while it's early days, people maybe still don't know much about me. They've heard about my opinions and stuff, but like, this will hopefully give more people have a little bit more of an insight about me as a person. Uh, so, yeah, it sort of puts... A, it gives you a bit more sort of intimacy when it comes to knowing me as a host, I guess. So it's not just the voice. You kind of can relate to maybe things I've, I speak about or gone through. I mean, I'm not going to say... Uh, I've, I'm, I lost all my arms and legs at a certain age. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm a fairly normal, run-of-the-mill person when it comes down to it. Um, but yeah, you'll hear all about it when we get into the topic. So let's go. Welcome along to the story of Fraser or Fraymar or whatever you want to call it. I am known on the birth certificate as Fraser Michael Card. Uh, no more to my friends as Fraymar. Blah blah blah. No talk about that. So on. The 1st of March, 1995. A miracle happened. The world was gifted with me. And, yeah, that's the story of my life. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Now, uh, basically, yeah, that's <laughs> that's obviously when I was born. Not a lot to tell you about that. There was nothing really defining about that. I was born. Um, 
yeah, I have a brother and a sister. Uh, I have actually two other half-brothers and two other half-sisters. Couldn't tell you much about either, to be fair. Um, yeah, so young in my start of life, I grew up on a farm at Ramby, which is where I live now with Dad. Um, yeah, we, we grew up here for the first few years of our life, so heavily surrounded by farming, that kind of thing. I said it was just me, my brother, and my sister. Um, I said the two half sisters on Dad's side, then the two younger brothers coming later in their life on Mum's side. Um, so yeah, uh, very heavily influenced by farming from a young age, uh, and that's kind of all that all there was. Um, my Mum and Dad split up. I don't know how old they would have been. It wouldn't have been very old at all, but yeah. So they split up um, a couple of years into... No, I'd, I'd have said around the five mark, maybe maybe a little bit younger. Um, so yeah, we split up and we went with mum. We ended up at a place called Mareham Le Fen, uh, and that's where I eventually met my good friend Matty. Um, through various missions and such, uh, you'll hear more about Matty and the ongoings of our friendship throughout uh life and time uh, in a dedicated episode i think uh, with him being he's literally been my best friend for like it's it must be pushing 20 years it's very close if it's not 20 years i thought i'd have guessed 18 at a minimum it's around there and it? it's a, it's a long bloody time to know someone um and like i said we've we've it's not like i've known him from this age onwards it's a fact i've literally known him from a kid like all the stuff we used to do as kids to now, it is as cliche as it sounds. He is literally like a brother. Like the shit we know about each other, and the shit we've done together, um, is yeah. That's like it's proper friendship stuff. It's it is borderline brother stuff. Like the stuff we've done and gone through, kind of thing. Um. So yeah, obviously you'll hear about like that in the dedicated Tamar episode. Um. So yeah, Merrim Fen. So we've moved from Ramby. We're now at Merrim. I'm obviously going through my primary school days and secondary school days. Not a lot changes. I used to go and play a lot of football. That's kind of all there was to Ram uh, Merrim. Uh, I obviously made the leap, went from second uh, primary to secondary school, um, and yeah, nothing really changes then. Obviously, you just get to grow a little bit taller. I must have, I was tiny. I was a very small person. I'm not like massive now, to be fair. Like probably very average or below average in height. I guess I don't know, like five seven, five eight. So I was a tiny child. Like always small. Even it's like secondary school, I was quite quite small. Um, uh, but yeah, so I've uh, obviously grown since then. Um, yeah, so going through there, obviously going through your changes, uh, like going from a a child to sort of like a teenager and that kind of thing. And then obviously as you grow in time and your influences change, and obviously you think you're the the bee's knees when you're at secondary school your your attitude changes I imagine you're going through your puberty and all that kind of stuff and your interests also change so it, it went from kind of it wasn't just kicking a football it was also I'm now interested in girls I like boobs and I like bums and that kind of thing um probably more so boobs than uh, a bum in those days I have no idea why when you're a youngster tits are the thing i don't even know why i don't think you really appreciate how good a, a bum is until later on in life as like i say i'm definitely more uh, a, a bottom person now that i'm a boobs person uh, i love a good peachy behind um but yeah so moving forward like i said i'm kind of like flashing through my younger days because like there's nothing really definitive 
things happen when a youngster, but like uh, as a youngster, but nothing really stands out. Nothing's like the, a staple point in what's changed me. Like I very much a believer in you. Obviously, things define as a youngster if they're really sort of defining as such. Like it's a, a real big thing happens, but nothing like really big. And like some of the decisions I didn't have to make obviously came later on in life, as you'll hear. So moving on, let's go for the sort of like fifteen, sixteen. Um, years old sort of era um i'm thinking about what i want to do when i leave school at this point in time going through kind of a rough time mum always was quite a staple believer in uh, which is kind of right but also kind of wrong and should be getting a job i should be working so i i like ran saturday jobs and stuff i've had a few various saturday jobs uh, i've worked in a butcher's i've worked in uh i've worked as a waiter in an indian restaurant big up agra tandoori um i was the <laughs> the most um unorthodox and unknowledgeable indian waiter you've ever known i had no idea what i was serving anyone i'm like what's this what's that and absolute proper winging it but it looking back on it, it was such a good job they were really nice people to work for uh and that really did give me a love for indian food to be fair like i hate chinese food with a passion love chinese women like i've said in a previous podcast asian girls are the in my opinion they're the most attractive females ever i don't know why i have a massive thing for asian women but food on the other hand can get in the bin not a fan indian food i mean i like indian women to be fair within reason um but indian food is the one i absolutely adore indian food um but yes obviously i've had a a few jobs um throughout time so yeah mum was kind of like in the right you need to know what you need you need to know what you're doing this that and the other so it was kind of that life when balancing between football tits and right i'm kind of need to know what i'm doing i'm leaving school now where do i want to be going in life because it's quite a daunting thing i'm not going to be coming and being an idiot at school anymore i need to actually think about what i'm doing in the real life so do i go for an apprenticeship or do i go to college or do i do this do i do that and it's kind of wondering where i go do i stay with my roots as farming because i love loved that and had such a like passion for that when i was younger and um, with being around it so much um and but i was kind of like a little bit like withdrawn from it obviously going to Merham and that's when i was like obviously well more into my football because i had people i could play with there was a local team there uh obviously being at school playing in the football teams and this that, and the other so i was kind of like toying between because they were my real passions but football was kind of like the main one because i played it the most but then i must have had quite a mature head on my shoulders because well i say that i did eventually go down the route of well i was toying between going to rhizome or do i go to uh, boston college and study sport and do that and i did that but then it kind of like dawned on me because I was a good footballer. But when you go and you watch, or when you play at a college and stuff, I wasn't at a standout level compared to everyone else. I was good, but there were some lads there that were they were really they were they were definitely better than I was, or at least more confident than I was. Which obviously in a game of football you need to be. You can't be good when you're having a kick about, but when it comes to an important game, you choke it, kind of thing. So I did lack confidence and compare compared to a lot of them. Uh, so yeah, I was definitely down the pecking order in terms of like who would actually get picked. And that was only for the college team. So taking that forward, where are you really gonna get? So early on in my college days, I was kind of like, I don't know if this was the right decision. Uh, as much as I love sport and this and I kind of don't feel right. Like and also I, I think I'd messed up my English. So the grades I'd got annoyingly could only get me into like a 
it was a lower level of the sport thing. But then compared to the people I was in that with, I was so much more clever. Like they were, they were some of them were bloody good at football. Like they were obviously there just for like the practical to play sport. When it comes to like doing like assessments and assignments that kind of thing, they just wasn't interested. They just didn't care. Didn't they were lazy and didn't. And so as you can imagine, I'd be in a lesson and it'd be like it was so slow paced. It was like teaching kids again. So that was hard work, and I didn't last long at college. I was offered a uh, a well, no, I did a summer job. So when college broke up, I went and I worked on a uh, a potato farm in Merrim, and I went and on on the back of a potato riddler and riddled potatoes for the summer. Uh, and that's kind of like your first real taste of hard work. And even then, like the the bosses now, like I still if I see them, still speak to them, and they always. Uh, hold me in high regard which i really appreciate i mean it goes to show like a traditional working man can recognize someone that's got a good working instinct or a, a, a working ethic kind of thing and because they always said to me and i've had it a few times in life and it's been really nice but they i remember them saying like we we watch you come as a young boy and leave as like a young man like when you first came you you do what you're told but like when you left us kind of thing at the end of the summer you was taking things like taking making decisions on your own like you'd at the end of a run you'd get off out your seat or whatever or like out your riddling place and you'd be moving pallets about or helping everyone stack bags like you'd you'd pull your weight you wasn't there just to do your job you wanted to work as a team and help everyone else blah 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 and like it really showed and like so that kind of like gave me a taste of real work and what it was like and like obviously like farming routes as well so i was like oh, yeah so i went back to college didn't really enjoy it and then they the, the the farm asked me if i'd like to go back and help them with their seed takes so that and that, that was in term time so i took the leap and i quit college and i went back and did this like month or so of tate learning again and after that obviously i had nothing like that's that was that that was a work gone there wasn't anything to do so i was kind of like right i'm out of college now what to do i haven't got a job so now where do i go um so I was sort of like loitering at home. I was playing Xbox a lot, and I wasn't a bad kid. It's not like I was getting into trouble and just being a tearaway. I just not even lazy. Just the opportunities where I was just wasn't really there. I mean, you could always argue you can go out and look for it. Uh, I mean, I just I had a moped at this point, a very unreliable moped, I must add. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, what do I want to do? I kind of enjoyed the the work element, but at the same time, I knew I just didn't want to work everywhere anywhere. And that's like one thing my mum always used to like force upon me and the others, my brother and sister, was like, you've, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're working kind of thing, which I always argue is the wrong attitude because it depends. If you need to get by, understandable, but for a 16-year-old kid, I think that's probably the worst thing you can do is throw them into a job they hate uh, for the sakes of it. Uh, and it wasn't like, she wasn't very supportive. It was just a case of, Go and get a job. Don't matter what it is, just go and get in. She was like, make me apply for shit. And it's like, I, if you wouldn't work there, I don't know how you can expect us to work there. Like, she was very picky with her job. She likes chickens. So she only ever wanted to work with chickens, like going egg collecting, that kind of thing. That's like all mom, my mum wanted to do. And would never go anywhere else. Wouldn't work in retail. This and I don't ever recall her having a job anywhere else other than a chicken farm for a long period of time, if ever. But she was so adamant that we all had to go out. Well, me, so I think I was the only one at home at this point. I think brother and sister had made the way to, over to Randy. Um, uh, so, yeah, they mum was very adamant that we had to go out and earn, the, earn our bread kind of thing, which is 
fair enough. I I respect that, but at the same time, it's like, uh, just you almost forcing you to go get a job anywhere. Like apply here, apply there, and it's like just doesn't work. And I tried obviously, but like, obviously confidence was like uh, I literally left school, kind of like a bit. I wasn't bullied at school. I was very run of the mill, and we wasn't exactly like uh, a posh family. We was quite like scrimp and save. So. I'd probably go to school looking scruffy quite a lot of the time, like not with a clean haircut or like old like jumper that's got holes and stuff in it or whatever. Like we were very much sort of yeah, we were quite paupers. Uh, so yeah, so I wasn't bullied by any means. I was a nice kid, run of the mill. I was kind of like kept myself to myself. Um, wasn't cocky, arrogant, or anything like that at school. Uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't really bullied. I was very much around, run the mill. wasn't popular, but wasn't like one of the weirdos. Very in the middle, which was good. Had my friends, which that's all that mattered. Um, I mean, I don't speak to anyone from school. There's literally one guy from school, which he'll probably come into, into the uh, Matty episode. There's literally one person I speak to from school, and that is it. And he wasn't even, it wasn't like he wasn't my friend at school, but kind of wasn't my friend at school. But he's like the only person I would speak to now, or speak to like regularly-ish. Um, so, yeah, mum's trying to force us to get a job, this, that, and the other. And it just, it, it's hard work. So it's kind of like, where do I go between uh, like this and that? Uh, and then obviously there was loads of other shit going on. Like I'm, At this point, I'm like, I'm 16, 17. So I was working the working the, in the Agra Tandoori at this point. Uh, then obviously I've got like my friends in Merrim are also my age. It's kind of like all you want to do is just hang around with your mates and this and then like uh, just be an idiot. But then my mum was kind of like not trying to make me grow up too fast, but like right, you need to have a job. You need to have a job at 16. Like you need to have a job. And this and I'm not even sure she. I don't know she must have had one. I can't remember. She might not. She might not have even had one at this point. I think uh, obviously. My stepdad did at the time. Uh, he's since passed, unfortunately. He caught cancer. Um, and Or developed cancer. I don't think he catch cancer. <laughs> but yeah, he, he sadly passed away from cancer. Um, but yeah, he uh, he obviously worked hard. Um, so I think that's maybe why mum was like, right, yeah, you need to do this. And obviously as you grow up, and there's a little bit more of a friction. Cause I said, all I wanted to do was sit in the house and play Xbox or go see my friends. And what mum wanted to do was like, right, go out and get a job. So it was very conflicting and yeah sometimes quite hard and made things hard work i think for everyone so uh fast forward a few months obviously mum's on uh in my ear i'll get a job get a job this that and other uh i'm currently working in the agritando at this point um yeah i was still there i think i'd also got myself a job at johnson's garden center which is like the other side of boston which was like a 40 minute commute on a moped so i had to do that first thing in the morning in winter on a f- moped freezing cold i'd get there and have to defrost i'd take half an hour to defrost and i'd have hot aches for like another 10 20 minutes painful it wasn't particularly it, i worked in the kitchen as well like the cafe part of it it's just me and a load of girls which wasn't bad a few of them were like quite fit to be fair but like just like just i don't want to be in there i have no ambition to be here like hated it absolutely hated it um, it's all money at the end of the day, but uh, I just hated it. Just dog. Um, so yeah, I was working there. Anyway, this is where it's kind of like my life started to take its shape. Um, mum and uh, stepdad decided they was gonna go take a holiday to Benidorm, and obviously I'm at a house on my own. But they were like, okay, right, we're on, we're on a two week holiday to Benidorm. When we get back. 
you need to have a job. Like you've got to have a job. We expect I expect you to have a job by the time you're back. We're back. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll do my best. So at this point, I've got my Saturday Agra and Sunday. Uh, Sunday, what's it called? Johnson's Garden Centre job. So I was working Friday night Agra, Saturday night Agra, and then Sunday. Uh, um, at the what's it called? Uh, the garden centre. So I, I was a sixteen-year-old. Like I wasn't really getting much social life. That week was very heavily around work. Which I don't. It's kind of like a balance. A Saturday job is not a bad thing for a, a, a young, like a teenager as such. Cause it, it balances them and it stops them going out and being silly and gets them like a, a taste for work. But I mean, I was doing a lot, uh, really, and like it wasn't like I really enjoyed any of it at the time. Anyway, so they fly off to Benidorm. You've got two weeks to do this. So I'm thinking, as any sixteen-year-old does. Instead of, right, let's go job hunting, I'm thinking, I've got two weeks of pissing around, basically. So what do I do? I decide to host a house party. <laughs> so I put out the word, all my friends from school, frame myself in a house party, come on down. Obviously, Matty came with like, a few of his mates from Mansfield as well. Uh, and it was a banging party, to be fair. Well, it's all right. Like, looking back at now, it probably wasn't that good. But, like, at the time, it was mint. Uh, like, managed to cop off with a few lasses uh, and whatever. Like, it was all right. Uh, everyone had a good time. Everyone got drunk. Um, it was decent. Um, didn't actually realise how much of a mess it was going to be because mum said that wasn't allowed anyone in the house. Like, she was very strict about silly shit like that. Like, the amount of times I used to get grounded uh, at, like, 16... Mum's like, in the summertime, my curfew would be like 8 o'clock. He's like, the fucking birds haven't even gone to bed at 8 o'clock. Why am I off to bed? And it's like, you put babies to bed at like 8. I don't know if that's too late, actually. But it's like, my God, I'm 16 and whatever, and you will literally want me home by 8. Absolute joke. 10 minutes past or whatever, spit them out. Like, nah, right, that's it. You're not allowed out anymore. It's like, wow, you're an arsehole. Anyway, so yeah. So it wasn't like anyone in the house. This and obviously ignored that because why? Why would I listen to that? I've got the house to myself. Um, so anyway, have this house party. Uh, things go well as well as a house party can go. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is this is absolutely sound. Like everyone has a good time, blah blah blah. And then to be fair, Matty and the boys. I'm sure we all pulled away. Uh, and the neighbours at the time, because we had uh, a, a lad sort of similar to me lived next door, and he course he come around. I'm sure and he, he invited a few friends as well, so I'm sure he helped clean the house up afterwards. So, like, it was a massive, like, group effort to tidy the house afterwards. And I'm sure, like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely, this is, this is absolutely sound. Like, we'll be fine. Not a problem. Uh, obviously, a week goes by. What should we do? Let's have another one. So, the following <laughs> weekend, <laughs> have another one. Uh, a few less people came, so I think we, for some reason, got worse because there was not many people to worry about i think like the people that did turn up um we just kind of i know messed about i remember we one of the lads that came he was how old he was like all sidwells and he must be like 14 definitely from the youngest there anyway got sidwells absolutely twatted as you would um which was good fun um he copped off with jess <laughs> i'm sure he did uh anyway she, she was like Pull, try to pull everyone that night, absolute slut. Uh, shout out, Jess, big up. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, what else do we do? There's some other weird shit that went down that night. I think, like, we was a bit sort of like, obviously had a few beers, didn't really know what to do, put some music on, wasn't really fitting the music, so like, oh, what should we do? I know, let's cook a whole load of oven chips and watch porn. So, that's what we did. <laughs> All sat down, cooked some oven chips, and just watched some porn as a group. Man, don't know. Absolute epic time. So, yeah, that happens. We, we cleaned up this second party. And then uh, fast forward a few days, and mother returns, and I'm thinking, oh, this is absolutely mint, absolutely sound, blah blah blah. And then I remember she kicks off because she discovers I've had people in the house. I'm like, no, what are you on about? It's because you've had people in the house. I know you have. I'm like, I've had like so and so over this out, and they like, why? Like, it's because, right? Don't lie to me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you even on about? Like. I've li- and I'm thinking, like, what, how, how does she even know? Anyway, turns out, during the party, everyone decided to throw tea bags and washing tabs around the gaff. So, didn't realise, but they was everywhere, in proper, like, places they shouldn't be, like, behind the microwave, in, like, all in random cups around the house, literally any, like, going in cupboards or, like, they were just, like, lent on, like, tops of pictures, and, like, they were so in plain sight but very well hidden so i was like oh shit and she's like yeah and the budgie's dead and like oh yeah fuck forgot about the budgie um we had budgies and i was supposed to go after them and then i'm not even sure but amongst chaos to one of them somehow died um i don't even know if that was a fault of my own or not but yeah the budgie died and i hadn't even realized so yeah she let's say she (laughs) wasn't pleased so kind of like i don't know what happened but like i think we we had an argument and also, I hadn't got a job, so she, that was that was the thing. Oh, all right, have you got a job? I was like, no, I've not got a job. Um, and then obviously, she'd known I had this party, so it was kind of like I'd gone against what she said, but then even more so because I hadn't got a job. So I must have gone out that night with one of one of my mates, and we just sort of like went around the village or whatever. That's, what we, that's, that's all we used to do, literally. Midnight stuff, we'd just run around like idiots around the village. Literally do nothing. I remember one night, we got like a Swiss roll out of his cupboard. And that's, we just ran around tearing bits of this Swiss roll off and just throwing it in people's gardens and, like, just seeing how far we could throw it off and, like, get it over someone's house. And, like, I don't, do not know what we're trying to achieve by throwing Swiss rolls. We'll like, literally run past someone's house, just cob a slice of Swiss roll at it. It's not going to hurt anything. It's just, <laughs> I just think it's funny. It's like egging, but completely different. Like, kind of, if they come out in the morning and see an egg, they'll be like, oh, dickheads. But it's like, they see a Swiss roll, they'll be like, what? What? It's kind of like they won't understand. But anyway, it's do like weird shit like that, or like go out in the middle of the night and hide from cars if the cars come past. And like I don't know, try to be really sneaky. Or oh, another favourite was uh, go bush running. So we'd literally go out in the middle of the night and just run around, like literally climb people's hedges and just run as far as we could, like along them. And then like obviously we got chased a few times because you know people didn't like us doing that. Um, but yeah, so we used to do silly little shit. But anyway, I was out one night and then I think I used to. I also tried to come in later at night, and the doors were locked and everything. Uh, and I was like, "All right, yeah, this this isn't good." Uh, Mum did threaten me with a, a kicking out, and I'm not sure if this is it or not. So anyway, I was like, "Right, yeah, fuck this shit." So uh, apologies for swearing, but it's kind of the the story. So what did I do at 16 or 17? I think I was at the time. I decided to pack a bag and I ran away to Mansfield. I went to Matty's for must have been a weekend, I think. Uh, went down there and that was my plan. I moved to Mansfield, I'm sick of it, so I kind of moved to a Matty for a couple of days. But 
somehow my brother had found out about it all and he was speaking to me and he was like right yeah dad says you can come live here because yeah you can't go to mansfield kind of thing so i came back after a couple of days uh come home to get my stuff but mum was like right come here i've got some stuff out so I've got some clippings out of out the paper. This set them about no bollocks. I'm not. I'm not doing any of shit. I'm off to live with dad, which she didn't like because the other two had also gone to live with dad. So I think she felt a bit defeated, um, and obviously spat a dummy out a little bit. But I was like, no, nah, I'm off to live with dad because uh, just yeah. So I moved in with dad. There was me, him, obviously me, dad, dad's girlfriend at the time, uh, her daughter, and my brother. So it was quite a house full, um, and I saw sharing room with my brother for. The time being, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I would have been seventeen at this point. Thinking about it, yeah, so yeah, I'd I'd got got into got into Ramby. So at this stage, I'm at Ramby. I'm still kind of like lost, not got a job. This and other, but kind of not hurting anyone over here. Uh, it's absolutely fine. Um, I'm sort of out the way of uh, of of Maram, uh, whatever. Um, I think I got myself enrolled in a. A little college in Horncastle, a bit like a dropout college, uh, and so I went there and I'd got myself then going to build a future, which is also a bit of like a fucking dropout school thing, and um, doing little odds and sods with that. But then the same kind of thing happened as I was getting older and kind of like this is dog, like I'm not enjoying it whatsoever. Like college is okay, but it's like it's just not for me. And then summer came around again and I got enticed back to work. The potato farm wanted me back, so I went back to Mayor and Obviously, me and Mum were on okay terms now. Uh, so I went back and lived in Maryland whilst I could do the potato riddling um, or whatever. And then obviously I could see like Matt in MC was obviously in there for the summer and whatever. So I did that and then obviously did the same thing again. Went back home, went back to Ramby. Uh, and then, um, yeah, wasn't enjoying college. Same thing happened. Farm rang me up and was like, right, um, do I come back for the tapes? I was like, yeah, go on then. So I, I quit college again, I quit college for the second time to go and riddle potatoes uh so yeah i did that um and then which which is this is kind of where it all started this is where my sort of like work life started from so yeah i'm riddling potatoes and i remember like literally must have been on the last afternoon riddling potatoes dad rings me up i'd spoke to dad anyway and it's like right yeah finishing at dinner time or whatever like come and come and get us uh come home to come home to ramby and he's like yeah all right well uh we need someone to come and drive one of the tractors if you want to come do that, I was like, well, can do, show me how to go on kind of thing. I'd done a little bit before, uh, but then I was like, yeah, right. So I went and did that, went and had a couple of days on the tractors there, and then the foreman was like, all right, well, there's a few other little bits in the yard if you want to do them, you can help us with. And I just went over the yard every single day, just potted and potted and potted. And then eventually the the boss's daughter come, come around, I was like, right, well, you've been here for long enough. We'll, we, we're gonna, we'll decide to take you on. I was like, get in absolute win i think yeah eh. so yeah things must have changed with the pipeline i think my brother had moved back in with my mum uh at this point like it all it all sort of went a bit pear-shaped during the time of being at ramby uh, a lot's changed since when i first moved in i mean it's I've nearly been here 10 years now thinking about it literally nine years or near enough i think it was fair i was 17 or 16 and it was, in, I'm sure it was, a f- oh, I can't remember, I can't remember when I moved, but anyway, I did, February time, I think it was, um, and I was like 17 at the time, so yeah, it's bloody like nine years, so yeah, long story uh, short, I ended up working on the farm here at Ramby, um, and yes, yeah, so that was me for a few years, 
uh, things changed. I got my driving test passed, uh, things like that. Like I say, when I was at second school, I wasn't very confident. Um, uh, and I guess, yeah, I just wasn't a really confident person. I think I don't know why. I just I don't know why. I just wasn't. But then I can't even remember how. I, I must have, right, I somehow got myself into a football team. Uh, Woodall under 18s, I think it was at the time. So I got myself in there for a season because obviously I would have been too old the season after. But yeah, and I got the, got myself in there for a season, which then let, led me to meet like the rest of the friend group I've got now, like my friend group local to me. Uh, so I met Matt, Joe, and Josh through that. Uh, and Josh lives like the neighbouring village to me, effectively. And I accidentally saw him one day out as I drove through, eating his dinner on the lawn. Uh, and I messaged him about it. I was like, oh, I didn't realise you lived there. Da, 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 da. Long story short. Then he started taking me to football more because um, we lived next door to each other. Oh, near enough. So I remember that. So, yeah, so I knew Josh quite a bit and obviously knew Matt and Joe from football. Um, anyway, I was in the pub in Donington one night with dad because that's sort of all i could do and they happened to come past the window because there's a young farmer's party in the village hall right next to him and they saw me through the window and they're like oh are you gonna come to the party and i was like yeah go on then so anyway went there got absolutely trammed with the boys uh and that so uh, that was kind of like well I absolutely spur of the moment and that's kind of like what got me in with all those boys like more so than i was because it would have been just football otherwise for that moment but then I joined Young Farmers and went to Young Farmers with uh, Matt and Josh. Uh, Joe was part of Raising Young Farmers and they was rugby, so I went to rugby with them because it's my local one. Um, so yeah, I there's not really much to say. I was in Young Farmers for a few years uh, and I really hold it in high regard for the amount of confidence and opportunities it opened up. And I do feel that was a massive defining factor for me in my life. As much as I don't really like the young farmers too much now uh i never like sort of disregard how much confidence it put into me and self-belief and the friends i made through it i'll i can't ever like wish away and the opportunities are like literally not every job but a lot of jobs i've had in farming since Cause i've moved around i've obviously started off at ramby and then i moved to another farm which would have been for a lad I met through shooting, which would have been through Young Farmers. And then I obviously went to Australia um, with some lads from college, but obviously I wouldn't have got the college idea. Cause I've since obviously been and I've finished my di uh, diplomas in agriculture and such through college and apprenticeships and things. Um, so I've done all that. And I, all that was sort of through Young Farms in a way because obviously people sort of said they'd done it and pushed me towards it. Um, and obviously I went to Australia, then I come home. And then the the job I'm in now was, uh, was well, it's a, a bloke called Mark, and he was the president for a long time in Young Farmers, and he, I, I, he obviously thinks I'm a dickhead now, um, he calls me it quite often, uh, but I obviously I work for him, um, but we get on really well, and anyway, then he must have recognised that I was a bit of a character in Young Farmers, because I mean, he always used to say it like sometimes like they need like a club needs someone like me to go out and just be a bit confident and funny kind of thing rather than take things seriously and they need like a bit of a face kind of thing anyway like i think he recognized that i was a bit of an idiot anyway long story short i remember some, the how i got this job now was because i met it mark in tesco's once and literally i walked past him and i was like oh you're right mark I was like, oh you're right mate and he just goes 
oh, don't suppose you, <laughs> don't suppose you want a job? I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, can do. And then we had a little, a little bit of word about it. And then, like, yeah, a couple of months later, I chased him up about it. And then, yeah, the rest is history. He's now, unfortunately, stuck with me for the time being, unless he changed his mind. So, yeah, unfortunate, Mark. Um, but, yeah, that's how I got that job. Uh, and I say it's all, like, accidental as such. But, like, a lot of, like, going back to what I say, a lot of my confidence, a lot of ties and things I've got, my gut place I've got myself through our life has literally been through Young Farmers. Without Young Farmers, I definitely wouldn't have met like my local friend group now, obviously Matty's Matty, and that's like fam- that's like long term friends. But the others I must have known for ten years. Like at seventeen, eighteen is when I met them. So it's maybe even young. No, it would have been like seventeen, eighteen. So I've known them a good space of time now as well. Um, and we've done a lot of shit together as well. So young farmers for me has been very, uh, it's been very influential throughout my life and defining me as a as a young person. Um, I will say now when I look back on it, and uh, it's kind of like not hypocritical because i was definitely that guy and i think that's probably why i am so feel so strongly about it now like i always say like young farmers is literally full of stupid young dickheads that just wear shuffles and i mean it was pretty much the same i was a uh just a I feel good little idiot when i was like 18 19 just not even i wasn't like doing it to show off i just it's kind of like you just you don't really think like as more of an adult when you're that age like you just do silly little shit like me and greg always used to get kicked out of parties for doing silly things um or accidentally breaking stuff and just being a bit careless and reckless and like as kids do and just being silly um but then like i i turn around now and say yeah anyone in your farms is, is an idiot they've got no character they're all like literally the same person literally everyone in the room is a carbon copy of the other they all act the same say the same dress the same which I don't think it quite was quite as bad as uh, when we was there at that age. But at the same time, looking back at it, there definitely was a culture. You did, you definitely fit in. Young farmers are a different breed. You can spot a young farmer a mile off. If you go into a bar, if you literally close your eyes and listen to how they say things or uh, like yeah, term like phrases and stuff they use, you could you can spot one a mile off. Or just look at how they're dressing. You can spot a farmer a mile off, or a young farmer, so to speak. More so now, more than ever. Um, so yeah, I don't really mess around with young farmers now. I've definitely changed as a person. I obviously love farming. Farming is my passion when it comes to work, but when it's playtime, uh, there's a lot of other things I would definitely do over um, over young farmers for sure. Uh, like I said, that's just all like what defines you as a person. Um, but yeah. Not discrediting farmers, it definitely was the making of me as a younger person, and obviously a lot of things have happened throughout life since, as what sort of moulded me now. Yeah, like I said, don't want to be too hard, but when you're 18, uh, and that kind of age when you are like in this, I know young farmers prime, 18 to 20, young 20s even, I don't really think you know who you are. Like, I don't really, I didn't know who I am. If I thought I knew who I was then, it's completely completely wrong. Like, I'm completely different to how I am then. I, I, uh, I am, I was then to I am now. Like, my thoughts and beliefs and maybe how I act now is definitely more, probably more mature. I think that's just a natural thing of age. But, like, I'm definitely more defined as myself and more unique as myself now. I think my character's always been unique and I've always been bullshit and, uh, I don't know, I'd probably think after I do something. I think that's always been my nature. Whenever I've had, ever since I've had confidence, that's definitely been my way of going about things. Like very, 
black and white about things. Like my personality has always been the same, but what defines me has definitely changed throughout life. So, like I say, from eighteen to early twenties, I'm just kind of the guy. I would dress the same as the young farmers. I'd go and maybe act the same, maybe even speak a little bit the same. But like everyone, everyone does have their own character. But at the same time, everyone's literally into the same thing. When you're in your farmers, you like shooting tractors and Land Rovers, that kind of thing. There's no one really has any niche interests. It is literally all the same kind of thing. You're there to chase birds, drink beer, talk about tractors, that kind of thing. Um, which like was fun, but like it's kind of in a weird way. It's almost like being in, addicted to something or like. The moment you can step away from it is when you realise. So, like, I when I met my uh, girlfriend, um, I met her through Josh's sister. She was a friend of Josh's sister, and then we all met. Well, that, that's the thing, like, we all met at Josh's one night after. I think I'd been out shooting, and then Josh's sister had some friends over, um, or whatever. And, yeah, so I, I sort of, like, put, like put things into place there, got a Snapchat and whatever, and then just through time just started to speak to her. And then she would she'd been young then. I think she probably I'm not sure how young she was then. Um but yeah, I wasn't I, I don't know how old I'd been like twenty something. I was twenty odd. And she must have been she would have been young then, like fifteen odd. But then I would just like spoke just spoke generally, like nothing like bad. But then like I think like I like up the ante when I knew she was like a safe playing ground so to speak i could have been very I, there must be an age gap but like it couldn't have been too bad uh I, I must be like 20 i think and she must have been 16 like when we like start talking talking because uh, i remember like being there when she passed all the driving test and shit uh i think anyway I, it must have been i might have been even a bit younger but i don't it was around there anyway but that's kind of relevant so uh yeah so that that happened and then like i when i was i was sort of like Talk, talking to her through the young farmers stages so i sort of like in between like if we ever fell out i like i wasn't so bothered because i like, had the people from the young farmers and things like that so like yeah i was distracted and not like not loyal but like things were different but then like when i when our relationship started to be more serious and took it more seriously i took more time away from young farmers and sort of like really my interest in it all changed dramatically and i sort of lost interest and that's when i think the what that's when I started to define myself more as a person. I started to take on more niece interests or realise like oh, there was definitely more to just go into a party and trying to be the biggest man in the room. So I, I like I felt like my personality was already good enough. I didn't feel I had to go and prove anything or act like a hero to make people laugh. Like there's nothing really there's nothing good about that. It's only that's only fine for the moment. There's nothing ever really substantial about that. And I soon quickly realised that when like. I had a girlfriend kind of thing. So, yeah, I took my time out Young Farmers and I never ever went back. I uh, I dibbled and dabbled, but I think that's just like a coming of age and also the fact of when you've been away from it so long, it's hard to get back into something, especially when you don't really enjoy it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I then, yeah, so had my girlfriend for a year, three years and then obviously, as you've heard, we, we broke up in the year of 2018, early 2018, and then that's, I do think that's the most definitive thing that's ever happened to me in my life that initial breakup and i imagine it's probably the same for most people a first proper breakup does change you because it changed everything like my whole interest in life how i looked at everything like that whole year was tough like a lot went on that year regardless of breakups um but yeah a lot went on in that year so uh yeah we broke up in 2018 i obviously was heartbroken so didn't yeah beside myself 
Um, didn't want to be anywhere. I don't. Yeah, at this point, I was. There's no going back. Never going to the finals or anything like that. Um, obviously, like, like I said, went to Ibiza and things like that. Uh, in there. So obviously, like things like that. Music and stuff was definitely more playing more of a part of my life. Um, what else was I doing then? I've been to Australia by this point. So obviously, I'm like I'm still in love with farming. I still was, but I say things have changed. I, I'd even like started dressing differently. And, and like not acting differently but like doing different things i wasn't just doing young farmer things i was doing things that i that i actually had more of an interest in and this kind of thing and like leaving things like so yeah taking away from that like work that year was tough because i'd gone from australia to come home so sort of odd job for that whole year and that one year nearly made me fuck farming up completely because of the disrespect i noticed in uh the farming community and it was like literally from bosses bosses just being dog shit i won't like say names or anything uh because like well, I, 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 I don't give a fuck like if they were to hear it it doesn't bother me like we all have our own opinions on things but like for that whole year there was the start of the year i was working at a little farm out uh brigway on absolutely fine uh everyone there was a gem to work with the 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 manager was spot on, the the staff was spot on. Even though, like the main man who owned it was polite and a really humble bloke, really nice. Um and then I went on to do another job. Um I was verge harvesting. Um which is well, you should wonder what that was. Basically the idea was a fucking brilliant concept. Basically um going along with like a a a, a, a tractor that cut the verge and then but instead of just leaving it on the roadside it blew all the clippings into a trailer and then that was going to be used as a, a product to power ad plants or feed ad plants and the concept was really good however uh the breakup had just started to kind of happen whilst i was transitioning to this job so i was taking that really badly uh and i was spending every day in the tractor on my own like sometimes crying uh and just on my own my own thoughts and it was choking me up and i was really struggling and then eventually Toby, one of my other good friends, uh, he was like, we need a combine driver here. Do you want to come drive it? Like, come drive for us kind of thing. So I did that. I went and moved from this little job, sacked it off. And there was, like I said, there was three people in that place. One was very neutral, sort of, we're like, yeah, that's fine. One really understood, didn't didn't mind, understood that one to leave. And the other one really spat his dummy out and was very unprofessional about how I left, which does make me laugh to this day. Because yeah, uh, I speak to one of the... Uh, investors now still every time i see him out like on shoots and stuff we're, we're fairly sound and he even turned around and said that the other bloke had he he'd had some fingers in other pies that hadn't quite gone to plan and he basically took it out on me which is very unprofessional i did uh did let him know that in a in the in the sort of debrief we had when i left um but yeah so moving on went to this other farm and it was absolutely fine but it's it's a the bigger farm uh, I wasn't. I didn't. I don't really know where I wanted to be, but I enjoyed enjoyed driving the combine. Didn't necessarily enjoy how everyone was treated there. And then I moved uh, on to some more work towards the end. Literally just trying to keep myself busy for that year. And kind of like, like I was so unsettled with the whole breakup thing. I was just unsettled everywhere. Like at this point, I was willing to like fuck everything off and just just go go somewhere. I don't even know where I wanted to go, but I was just willing. I would have just gone anywhere because it was just. It was just a really ropey fucking year. Like I was getting over the relationship thing, but then like work was just being a pain in the ass. Like it'd go well, but then they'd be just like, I hate this shit. And it just seemed to be like every day I was 
getting to a worse and worse place with work and I like, hated being on a farm and I, like, I don't even want to do this. If this is literally like the future of farming, I want nothing to do with it. Like, absolutely nothing. Um, so like I'd literally gone from like a family farm as such, or an old school, really old run farm where like, that's where I started out. Then I went to another farm, which is a little bit more modernized, but still very family orientated, uh, very good morals and stuff. But like I say, a bit more forward thinking. Then I obviously went to Australia um which wasn't a, like it was a different experience it, it it's always one of those they can always go well or they can go bad but it, it was still an experience and then um like i say they come home the next farm worked out was absolutely sound the verge house thing went a bit sour the next place went a bit sour it wasn't too bad but it was a bit sour and then i moved to another farm and i will say now i will not say names um but this farm i was literally to the point of i was looking at jobs whilst i was at work like what would i be happy doing because i'm not happy doing this i don't want to work on a farm anymore because this guy like the manager was a fucking wanker he want he was like an he, basically if he had a mustache i honestly would have thought hitler wasn't dead he ran the place like a concentration camp and that is no lie you would turn up in the morning he would say morning this is your job list for today and then he would walk off there was no are you all right getting here all right driving okay blah, 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 blah. roads were good no general chit chat it was work there was no it did not give a shit about what you did at the weekend how you was blah 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 there was no small talk it was this was your job get it done and if you hadn't quite got it done to his time scale why is this not done and he it just it was so like high re like respect for him running the farm because he ran the farm well but his people skills was diabolical and like it, yeah it, just, it wasn't a nice place to be as member as a member of staff you felt you didn't feel appreciated and it just felt horrible um so yeah i at this point i was like contemplating work like like i don't want to be in farming anymore not like this is shit this is the future of farming if all farms are going to try and go commercialize this and you're there and you're literally going to get treated like this then absolutely not um and then, like I say, that's when I happened to see Mark in a supermarket one day, and he mentioned it. I, I literally had a month or two out of work. I quit that job, or like it was sort of like work until the work was done. There was maybe um, a job opening, but I made it very apparent that I didn't want to stay. Uh, every time he tried to like belittle me, I stood my ground and didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't an arsehole. Well, like, I'd, if he wanted, like, he, he'd give you three jobs to do all at once and then be mad you'd only done one. And it's like, what do you want me to do? You've given me three jobs in three different places, yet you want them all doing at once. Like, what do you want me to do? And I would just argue, not argue, but, like, I'd just tell him straight, like, the fuck do you want? You've literally, like, and I'd, I'd basically tell him exactly what I've been, he told me to do. I'm like, okay, realistically, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? Answer me. And then he'd give me some smarmy comment, and I'd just be like, yeah. Right, oh, you do that, mate. But yeah, long story short, that didn't last. Basically, was like, right, yeah. As soon as you don't want me anymore, let me know because I'm sick of this shit, all. And yeah, so we we I left there and had a few. Just I just had some time out, some breathing space, and then obviously Mark said about the job, and and I, I calmed down a bit by this and realized I do love, really do love farming. There's not much in life that would draw me away from it. Um, and then so yeah, I went there, and that's the best decision I've ever made to this day. I think that is literally like roots the farm's not like it's not all modern machinery this that, and another but honestly going from being on like brand new 
machinery and like with all fancy technology and then working with a place that feels like a family i would take the machinery that's not as new and maybe has its problems with the family oriented farm over a, a commercial farm that's got all singing and dancing machinery but people that don't treat you well every day of the week like there is nothing that makes me happier than being in a place where you feel like you want to be especially in work you're there for a long time so you need to feel like you want to be there um so yeah uh i'd take that every day of the week so yeah and i've been there uh february the 4th on 2019 i think is when i joined so two years in well yeah two yeah i've been there over two years now two years two weeks kind of thing so yeah it's absolutely flown um like i say <laughs> not a lot's happened there was obviously the first year and the last year wasn't out of the house and kind of similar similar now so yeah a lot's changed throughout life i mean i'm definitely still defining myself as a person but that's kind of the main things that sort of pushed me to where i am now uh I'm, yeah i think that's kind of the life story so far for framer there's like i said there's nothing dramatic and i've probably missed out some things but like in a short compressed time scale because i think i'm probably i'm gonna nip over the hour mark here especially for fitting in the q a but um that's kind of like the main things i remember for myself there's obviously things i really delved into it that I'm like, oh yeah well that's this happened that happened da, 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 da. but like in a time frame those are the things that have really kind of like pushed me in the direction i've gone in and who i am today kind of thing in my decision making so yeah i hope that gives you more of an insight to me as a person um uh it'd be interesting listening back because I do, I do actually like listening back to like my re- recap of my life as such um like i say there is so many stories for the lads the, the lads will definitely get an episode as well as matty because i do feel they're, they're relevant especially like i say want to speak about the past and then save the future for well the future's sake such so yeah hoping everyone enjoyed that um probably a good time to move it on now to the third segment of the new structure and that will be the q a questions i uh i will say that i'm this is a moan more so than anything there's been too much listening and not enough involvement i really appreciate everyone listening but if you're listening it doesn't take long to think of a question it doesn't even matter if it's not a good question just i really appreciate people i love everyone listening don't i'm not saying don't listen if you're not going to get involved but like please get involved um like a prime example and i i do have i have to prompt a few people to get things which i don't really mind but at the same time if you've listened to the podcast you're literally hearing me prompt you now so it's kind of the same thing don't feel shy get involved you don't have to use my messaging service uh like tammy um didn't feel he could get involved he he for some reason thought you only had to use you could only use that but it's, it literally is as simple as messaging me on snapchat or messaging me on instagram or dming me or whatever like whoever gives me feedback however you give me feedback you can also ask your questions there as like i say through this week people that have but yeah so kind of a moan please get involved i really like it when people like uh, even like just anything feedback don't sit and maybe think oh that podcast wasn't that good or whatever tell me it wasn't that good it's not going to upset me. I want to know what if you're if you've taken the time to listen, I would uh, definitely feel like if you feel you need to criticize or praise, 
if you like, say, if you've taken the time out to listen, you may as well take the time out to give me some feedback in either way, or even like just get involved with questions. So that's my main. Please get involved. Uh, you'll probably hear this again next week if no one's getting involved, but please do get involved. So this week I've got a few questions from Matt, Justin, and Tam was actually throwing me out a handful because this is the thing as well. I asked Matty, and he literally within a minute reeled off five really good questions that are very good. So I'll probably do a couple today and then maybe save some just in case people don't do it another week. But yeah, it is literally a case of anything. Like, I don't know. What would you do if you found a million pounds on the floor? Da, 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 or like literally anything. Just throw a question at me. People, just get involved. Like, just do it. But yeah, so the questions. Matt's question is quite a nice one, actually, quite a sweet one. Uh, top five things I'm excited for post lockdown. Um, to be honest, I haven't really given it much thought because I, I, I kind of am a little bit numb to it, but we'll try and keep it positive. Obviously, a top five things, I think it's just summarizing it, it's just a holiday. So, a holiday is one. So, Ibiza or wherever I go, probably skiing. So, we're, skiing's definitely, I think I'm going to have to give them, them their own kind of thing. I really want to ski in and I really want to just go out and party, like Ibiza party. Um, hang out with the boys like properly, like a carefree barbecue or whatsoever. And then obviously go see Matty's another one. So that's four. Uh, excited for shagging. I just can't wait to go and have some good sex, and I will highlight the good in that phrase because sex needs to be good. And I'm no interest in going out and having average sex anymore shit that shit sailed when i was like 18 like we're we're here for quality over quantity so yeah that's <laughs> that's my top five things so ibiza skiing going out and partying barbecuing with the boys and seeing like my main boys and that tammy and that and then good shagging so that's that thank you for that question matt uh, next question justin uh says or asks what are my thoughts on all cars being electric by 2030 i mean that's a very out there question um in terms of any kind of uh what's the word advancement like that if it's viable and it works then i'm all for it i don't care for cars i've said in many other things do not give a shit if it sounds nice as long as it works so if it's feasible and viable it's not going to break the bank and it's not going to be stupid then I'm all for it. Same as most things, really. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that question. And Tam has asked me four questions I've got here. Uh, that's quite a long one. We'll, we'll, I mean, we are chewing through time, so I'll get some small ones here. Uh, I love this question, actually. I do think about this quite a lot. Um, Tam asks me, or has asked me, if there is one thing I could learn that I can't do now, what would it be? Um... I think if I could learn anything now, I mean, there's two things I'd really like to do, but one's probably impossible. Uh, one would be that if I ever could do literally anything, I would be telepathic and be able to speak to animals because I'd love to just go into the wild and just like communicate with an animal, like a bear, and just be like, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. And then just go and chill out, like go and have a sleepover, like go and live like a bear for a day. And then when I'm bored of that, go into the sea and go like, surf on the back of a shark or just i don't know take the piss with it but not, like, don't like go and abuse it like don't go and, like make 
people give you money and things like that. Don't abuse it, but like go out and like experience something that you can't experience in every day. So use it to your advantage. But then that's something you can't do. My other thing that you probably could do with a bit of time and effort, uh, probably learn to play every instrument because I do really like music. But I think if I could, if I had to pick one, if there's a gun against a pair and said pick an instrument you'd like to play, it'd probably be the piano because I do quite like singing as much as I say hate words. Um, few guilty pleasures of mine i do like the weekend always put his stuff on and have a little sing song in the car but you know i do like being able to play the piano would be good i mean if i play piano as well i could make some banging like house music with some like piano uh, melodies and stuff in there so yeah uh thank you for that one um and i'm gonna go with this one out i'll cross them off so i know which ones i've done uh and then we're gonna go with this one and Tamwa would like to know, if I could choose between a boy or a girl baby, which one would I prefer? I mean, I'd like both. And it's all, I don't know. For me, I feel like having a girl softens a, a bloke. I always feel like with my sister's children, I'm a bit more loving towards Tilly. I think that's because she's a bit younger anyway. But like, I don't know, I always feel more compelled to like pick her up and like make of her more. Percy's at that stage now is a little bit troublesome and a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, I don't really know. Uh, it's a hard one to really say, but I think now if I could choose first, I think I'd probably like the girl to prepare me for being a dad and then the boy. But I definitely want both because, yeah, I want like a, a little boy to be like a miniature version of me and then obviously a little girl. Um because, yeah, why not? Why not both? I think a, a girl would also like a girl. I don't know, that's maybe more of a topic when with my future partner. But, yeah, there you go. Bit of insight for you. I think I'd probably like if I could choose a girl first. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just feel more like that would soften me up more as a person. It would sort of open me up more to being a dad than having a boy. I have no idea why I feel like that, but I don't know. Like, like I say when it comes down to children i'm like i don't know i feel more like a dad when i bother with girls more than boys when i'm like helping lisa my sister with percy i just feel like i'm the uncle as such but then when i'm helping with tilly i think it's got more involved i like pick her up carry her around this that, and another uh i don't know i think you feel more like paternal about it and then the same with um uh like Mark's children, like the boss, like when they come across, like Thomas is a little tearaway, mostly runs around, does whatever he wants, and just a bit of a nutcase. And then the other two, like uh, Molly and Beth, and just a bit, they're like a little more like sweethearty. And I think, I don't know, definitely softened you, I think. So I think to prepare myself in the best way possible, I think probably a girl for a start. But yeah, thank you for that question, Tam. Uh, I'm sure you'll flood me with more next week. You've you've come through, so that's a good friend should. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my time frame now, and this has been a extended podcast. I don't know how extended it's going to be, so I'm going to wrap this bit up quickly. Um, so yeah, thank you again, everyone who's been listening. Uh, please share it around. We'll get. would love to get a few more listens, but same again. Uh, keep your keep your agendas going keep listening as you can really 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 appreciate it and like i say if you are catching up don't worry catch up in your time frame it's not a necessity to 
listen to this uh, on the dot every week or whatever. Do it when you can and whatever and enjoy it. Don't rush it. Just take your time and really enjoy this. So, yeah, this has been episode eight. Uh, I'm going to get it edited up so you can hear my sweet ASMR in your ears. Uh, yeah, episode eight. And, yeah, you will catch Freydog in episode nine. I will speak to you guys then. Thank you.